0: Welcome back to Swack Media Day. Uh, making sure, is my mic up? Number four, we turn up. Boom, boom, boom. We're here. We're there. <laughs> Black College Sports Network, man, along with the entire crew, you know, we want to first say thank you to all of you gentlemen for contributing and being a part of the vision, the dream, and the goal that we all share, which is bringing HBCU athletics and sports to the forefront. Of course, joining us right now, Charles Bishop, who is a member of Dr. Bill's inside HBCU Sports Lab, as well as the pregame show. Just finished seeing him and Neely kick it with Coach Prime. <laughs> Hilarious. And, of course, it is the man, the myth, and the legend, the dean of HBCU Sports himself, Dr. Keanu. I thought that was
1: my tag. Now you've given it to Doc. <laughs>
0: no, no. It was- He's the man, the myth, and the legend. You're the legend of the voice.
1: Oh, my goodness. This is Brian
0: oh, Fulford, right. of course, the voice of the BCSN since day one. And he was the the first person you heard, the first person you saw doing it. And one of our new members to the squad, joining the team, is Carlos Bryant. I'm a rookie, but uh, I'm a team player. (laughs) There it is. There it is. So, hey, listen, folks, right now, what we are about to do, it is that time to get into us talking about the predicted order of finish for the different conferences. So before we put it up on the screen, I'm going to give the official one, that the southwestern athletic conference decided to do um, i'm gonna start with the western division all right because I, like I, like I like it i'm gonna save the rattlers, west side the best side <laughs> so the
1: definitely official, the toughest side
0: yep yep definitely so the official starting and we're going to start from bottom and go up they have arkansas pine bluff prairie view a and m rambling state southern and Alcorn. so let's talk a quick minute about that, and get some responses. We'll start
2: with the rookie first. Carlos, what you got, man? Well, it's a pleasure to be here, as always. To, get to see everybody. It's been kind of a, a, over a year. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Kind of see each other again, so I'm happy for that opportunity. Um, what's the division? Some would say the, the tougher division. But the official predictions, all of course, they you know the champions.
3: You know, those family folks and the Jackson State folks in the East State just, <laughs> just curl up. But do your thing, because I'm with you. Uh, I think the West is the best. Well, yeah, and the Western Division is defending champions from 2019 All-Point State Braves. I'm not
2: surprised by this. Getting the nod on that side, Southern University. Well, the champions are being well, a runner-up, being the second best team, whether it's overall in the division. They're built in the championship mode. So coming in at number two, they're, they're also, they're right. I, it was a good prediction. Um, also, what, a third in them at three? Uh, yeah, I lot to the three of coach do offensively. We know that they can really score a lot of points. Defensively is where they want to uh, improve. And then Graham, the State University, talking to Coach Bob's earlier, he just said, we're not going to be done Mm-hmm. <laughs>
4: So <clears throat> each and every
0: week is going to be a, a battle. So that's kind of some kind of preliminary
5: thoughts. Charles, what about you, man? I'm shocked that UAPB is down so low. I, I am mean, too. we're looking at a team that uh, played in the SWAG Championship in the, in the spring and for them to get the the disrespect that they did. I mean, they're one team off the bottom. And they just championship game, and they still bring Skylar Perry back. So, you know, those are things that kind of jump out at me. And then a playmaker like Tyron Ralph. I mean, they they have legitimate uh, playmakers and threats and an offensive line that was beating people up uh, in the spring. So I'm a little shocked by that, by UAPB down so low.
1: Let me ask, how, how much of that is? I've started hearing rumors when people talk about UAPB. I heard things people say. Well, obviously, they lost Ballard, the wide receiver. They lost Ballard, yeah. And and I don't know. And I had heard something, and I haven't confirmed this. This is just what I heard that there were some coaching changes and the staff and some other people. But then I heard Dr. McClellan say, you know, they're returning a lot of people. So, I I mean, I don't know. I haven't gone through their media guide to see what's the full number of returners. But I wonder how much of those rumors factored into people's perception and ranking them. Where they
5: put them? I think, like everybody else, they had some some roster turnover uh, with with guys entering the transfer portal. Uh, Lost the quarterbacks coaches now offensive coordinator at Mississippi Valley. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think those are the sorts of things that kind of played into it. But uh, it's the talent on the field that takes care of all. Yeah. This, so, uh, yeah. They still got talent.
3: I'm with I'm with you, Charles. Mm-hmm. Uh I just was amazed that Arkansas Pine Bluff would fall to number five. Mm-hmm. Well, you say if they need to be moved up, who goes down? Grambling. I still think Gramlin is in search of a quarterback. Yeah, they probably yeah. will have a lot of talent. This just goes back to what you know with brand names. Uh, this yep. is nothing more than a brand name, Gramlin, that people can't believe that Gramlin will be down that mm-hmm. long, um, and people do not believe that Arkansas Pine Bluff is legitimate. But for us to study this, we understand that Pine Bluff, the Golden Lions, were ascending two years ago. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yep. We saw them beat Tennessee State on mm-hmm. the road. We saw them play uh, Southern and a couple other teams really close. Uh, Prairie View, um, that so we seen them get some big wins, taking out Jackson State um, in terms of those matchups and playing right there with Bramley. So we knew that even in the spring that they would be a serious team. And when they were able to get it done on the road against Southern, we knew that...
5: Turn heads. Yeah. yeah. The
3: time had probably arrived, mm-hmm. and then they backed it up, with mm-hmm. and they rolled it all the way up, and were literally a couple of plays away from winning a championship in the spring. So that team is significant. But what all this boils down to is that when the schedules started rolling out, I remember all the chatter, DJ Jones talking to Mike. Everybody kept saying three or four games. They were like, man, did you see that schedule? you see those three or four games? Yeah. Well, you thought it was just one schedule. Next schedule came out. Hey, hold on. Did you see these four games? These yeah. Three games in a row. Yeah. Yeah. A four out of five games. Mm-hmm. Then by the time you got to the fifth schedule, you said, oh, this is just the new swag. Yeah. It's going to be uh, rough in the swag, as the proverbial Facebook page would say. And that's essentially what you get. You can throw this all out the window when it comes down to it. It's nice for us because we get to talk about it. Yeah. And we'll get a little further indication because we'll see who was so close.
0: As I teased these guys before they came over here, uh, we'll get a chance to roll it out. Well, and that's what we're about to do, folks. So we've seen what the official SWAC, SIDs, is it just the SIDs or the SIDs no, and SIDs coaches? SIDs and coaches. Okay. So the SIDs and coaches have had their vote. But we would not be the Black College Sports Network if we didn't do the way too early preseason stuff because normally we don't do preseason. So – Aaron, let's make sure that uh, let's make sure that we run that um, that as an overlay. So let's pull that West overlay up so the folks can see what the caters thought. Yeah, just push it over to one. There we go. So we're, we're going to start over on the on the left side here of our left, and uh, and see how they had it comparably. So uh, we're going to start with Mr. Brown there, and he had Southern. And
2: we think there might be a little biases there. Uh, just, just a little
0: bit. All <laughs> so like corn. Alcorn, UAPB. Of course, he's got up there. Um, and then Prairie View A and M, Grambling
1: in Texas, and so. And I to I want to be clear here. The only reason I have Southern where I have them is because I actually have them losing to Grambling in the Bayou. Whoa. And that's yeah. hmm mm-hmm. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's
2: 2021, bro. Oh, yeah, 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 I said it. I, I said know. it. You know that
1: and that's the only reason I have them where I have them and not number two. Yeah. Oh, well, oh. Well, you know, the, Sorry about that, Mike. No, well, no, no. But
2: the spring season, it, it was historic, but you got to have a short memory. You got to be like that D.C. got burned on the, t- mm-hmm. the touchdown play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The spring was the spring, but it's going to be like that so it's gonna be a
1: war every Yeah, and, and Grambling Grambling was close. Grambling probably should have won it in twenty nineteen. Obviously they didn't. Uh they've had a couple opportunities. I mean, I am just saying it's when you, you know, when you, you when you yeah, shoulda coulda woulda, but I mean when, when a team is down yeah. and you, you, you got the in that rivalry, yeah, there's gonna be a lot of there's gonna be a lot of in these in these classics. Okay. There's gonna be, some, there's oh, gonna be yeah. a, a shift, you know, in some of these classics. We
5: say it all the time. If you have a quarterback in this league, then uh, you three quarters are the way there, and that's the question mark right. that I have with Gramlin in terms right. of who's gonna lead I'm the. I'm trusting
1: in Fobbs, though. I'm, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna print the shirt. That's fair. I'm gonna get the shirt printed. That's in Fobbs, I thank you. I like. Yeah. I, I like that. In Fobs, I trust. I'm gonna take it as he saw what happened in the spring. Mm-hmm. He's gonna fix it. He's, going, he's not about. He's not all about the extra talk that's going on out, out there behind us. Mm-hmm. He's going to fix it. So, Graham fam, I, 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 I got a I, I believe in but
3: I, I trust what my eyes see on the
1: field. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't see it. Okay.
3: But if anybody, if I would stand corrected, I did have Southern number one. Uh, and Maybe that was just a little bit of the brand in me. Uh, but if I had to go with anybody, B.J. Jones, I know he'll get a chance to jump in here a little later. But he's the football guru. So if he has Alcorn up there, uh, maybe I need to. Two like party. minds. I like B.J. I already, I haven't that? had
1: a chance to talk to him in depth. But I already like B.J. Oh, yeah. Jones. Am
5: I the only one that has all three? Oh no, I see you, Dr. V. No, no, I I already have all I have, Alcorn. I have okay. Alcorn pick one. I like I, the,
3: I the mean, fact you know. that you put like time left yeah. up as two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know, I snuck up there with Prairie View. I, I think um, there's going to be some all in the tank there, um, and they are closer than what people think. Sure. Um, in terms of that move, yeah, they lost uh, Story Jackson on the defensive side, but I think they're going to continue to get better on the defense. And they're not necessarily the 100 like everybody else. I think they'll have the ability to sneak up on some teams because people are going to be focused on Southern, Alcorn, and Pine Bluff.
5: You know, one of the things I I look at, at least with Alcorn, I think when we were going into the 2020 season before it got wiped out, uh, they were going to be replacing four starters on the offensive line. Mm -hmm. And watching Alcorn over the past few years – that is where they've been dominant, and they've yep. kept reloading and reloading. So that was a question mark, at least for me, with Alcorn. Uh, of course, they bring back Felix Harper, but uh, the guys up front to protect him was one of my huge question marks with the Braves moving over to the West. And
3: last time before we go to the East, one thing is consistent about everything we see here. <laughs> I was Sun. not going to say that. <laughs> <Texas> <laughs> I,
0: I was going to let the obvious be the obvious, and um, we weren't going to mention
2: that. But, you know, yes, that's but the but, but, look,
1: I, I, honestly, I will say this. I think that's a lot in part because not only us, but probably a lot of these people in the media don't know what sure. Southern's gonna bring. And and I, I think I got the sense from Coach McKinney two years ago in his first year, he he, he doesn't share a lot. He's he not sure at least no, then. So he, 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 he keeps everything close to the vest. And so, yeah, we, there, we there, and all these They're in, in our no,
3: backyard. The one thing that I will say about Texas Southern the last two years is that they have quiet, quiet, quietly recruited really well. Yeah. yeah Now the question is, are those young Tigers, mm-hmm. are they ready to really growl? Yeah. Now, B.J. Jones would tell you, no, nah, not so much. But that's the thing <laughs> that, that, that you know, that I think we would have to question. Mm-hmm. Um, are those freshmen – and sophomores now—they're ready to transition to sophomores and juniors, and really show the talent that, on paper, many people thought they were in terms of. If somebody—if
1: somebody's get, gets caught looking ahead. When you've got Texas Southern, you will lose to them. I'm, 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 I, I don't know, so. winner, but somebody who has, a, like, a big game coming up, yeah. and then you got Texas Southern, you know, that that proverbial trap game? Yeah. what That's the team that might catch somebody. And
5: if you watch Texas Southern, they're normally in games, and there's this catastrophic something that happens yeah. uh, without fail. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a turnover here or a turnover there at the wrong time, and it seems to doom them. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, top to bottom, they are a pretty talented team. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, here's what we're going to say on that. Every week is going to be a classic or homecoming environment. Yes. In the swag from here on out. Yeah. So, before we switch over and go to the east, these two gentlemen aren't well, going to be here. So, I'm going to give Charles an opportunity and, and uh, Carlos to say their last words. I think I already know. You know what? We're going to let you
2: go first, Carlos. Because we're pretty sure what Charles is going to have to say before he gets out of here. My well, Charles visit my friend, my colleague, and. Jackson State. You know, he's my most famous Jackson State person. Yeah, I say that honestly. Um, we've kind of said in this segment, it is going to be a battle every week. The big question is, the teams that are picked at the top, that are built for success, how much pressure is that on them to sustain that and, and meet their benchmarks and their, and their goals? Uh, all Corn State the defending champion quietly no one's really talking about it but they're the defending champion so they're going to have a full season in 2021 let's see how they will will deal but every week you're going to have to come to battle and I'll ask you guys a question you can dialogue a little bit later two losses in the conference I've been talking to coaches and I initially thought two losses in the going to be out of, it, but of the is yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, yeah. Of the and, and, and so
1: I don't think you can lose more than two, put yeah. it like that.
2: Yeah. Could we see a three-team loss in the conference? Yeah, Maybe so. But two? Well, oh,
3: certainly two. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you're going to see these undefeated and uh, one-loss teams making it to the championship. Uh, I think those days are over.
5: Yeah. Parity in the league. Uh, I think that's uh, definitely one of those things that you have to take a look at. I mean, uh, one of the exciting parts for me is, uh, and we've talked about the roster turn that all these teams have done, uh, and it provides a layer of unknown. You know, I, I take a look at a team like Jackson State. That is not going to be the same team that we saw in the spring. So yeah. they probably, you know, were ranked where they were fairly. But I mean, this is a completely different team and. That's part of the excitement, at least, with Jackson State. So if you take a look across the board, there have been enough guys transfer in, transfer out, where you kind of are unsure, and that provides uh, the level of uncertainty that's, you know, uh, a good and bad.
1: And what was that number we talked about? We talked about, I asked you, I said, how many how many new faces or transfers have there been? And you, you,
5: you Yeah, said, I mean, when you take a look at uh, guys coming out and guys coming in, there there was about a roster trim of about 30-plus some players. Wow. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a lot.
2: I talked to some of the players. They talked to me about 60% of the winning season is in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Chemistry, continuity. And you look at mm-hmm. some of the teams, yeah. they really brought everybody back. And a few guys in the transfer report. Yeah. Seller basically home team back minus a few people. How important is it to have that team already back? No major injuries, and you hit the ground running.
0: Yeah. And there you have it, folks. The western side of the new slack that we were talking about. We're going to take us a quick, quick break. We're going to switch out a couple of pieces, bring in some more prognosticators, and let them get into this. So we'll be right back, right here, on the pregame show inside the HBCU Sports Lab with the Carlos Brown Show and the sports rep on the Black College Sports Network.
2: Have you had your Earth Blend coffee today? At Earth Blend Coffee, we take pride in offering you the very best of beans across the world, blended and roasted to perfection, giving you superior quality and satisfying and flavorful taste. Experience the world in one cup with Earth Blend Coffee. We are
1: back. For the first time in 62 years, the Florida Memorial Lions will hit the gridiron, and their home games will be streamed by the Black College Sports Network at www.fmuathletics.com, www.mybcsn.net, and on the MyBCSN app, available on Google Play and the Apple App Store.
0: Hello and welcome back to the Swag Media Day. Y'all just don't know the things that go on in between the takes and the live things that happen in the conversations. conversations. Joining us now, we have Mr. Mike Washington, who is, of course, uh, inside the HBC Sports Lab and
4: microphone, microphone, microphone. Uh, 1876. 1876 sports and culture. You are giving a shout out? I appreciate that. Oh, man, we got guy. to. Go ahead. And then our next free agent. As I was
0: sitting in the office, And was instructed, "You have just picked up the best free agent in the game.
6: No doubt about it.
0: Okay, Mr. PJ Jones, what's happening, bro? How
6: y'all doing? How y'all doing, man? Glad to be here. Yes. Yeah, All right. The football guru. You go see what he, he wearing? You, wear. Wear. you see what he wearing? I like that. I like it. the
4: HBCU. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: i love that
0: <laughs> so let's go ahead and jump right into it now as we're going to hold off on the graphic for the east but we're going to go ahead and read what the slack sids and coaches <laughs> starting again from the bottom going up mississippi valley state bethune cookman alabama state jackson state florida agricultural and mechanical university the cinzapone the highest so of seven hills in tallahassee florida in Alabama
6: a and you got an intro. <laughs> Can we all get an intro like
0: that? <laughs> no, you cannot. But let's uh, let's talk about that person. So we're gonna, since since Mike called you the HBCU whisper, we're gonna let BJ kick us off in this segment.
6: Hey, if you look at what Alabama A&M did in the spring offensively, they were nothing short of amazing. If you look at what kill Glass did with that receiving core. Uh, offensively, they looked solid. Offensive line looked a lot better uh, in the spring compared to what they looked in 2019. The question for Alabama A&M has always been, what can they do on the defensive side of the football? Can they make enough stops? Can they make force enough impactful turnovers mm-hmm. You know, to go through a season? Mm-hmm. And they were able to do it last year. Mm-hmm. And what they've been able to do since... Mm. the spring in the portal, is get better defensively. Yeah, yeah. And that has been the question for Alabama a and I like what they're bringing back. I like the pieces that, they, that they've added during the spring. So I can see why they're in that number one spot. But I'm going to tell you on paper, Florida a and is a scary football team. And I promise you, Marquise Bell might be the best defensive player in the Southwestern Athletic Conference. All right.
4: Mr. Washington, yeah, I, I can't disagree with that much. I actually, I think I may have picked Florida A&M at number one. Are oh, we
0: gonna pull that up? We, what? We wanna, really? All, what? All we're
4: gonna do is talk about what they did yes. first, and then we're gonna man. Go- look at so that. Don't, don't, don't one do that. thing that we can't remember, we can't forget that in 2019. You know, they self proclaimed HBC. They were
0: not you know what so
4: self-proclaimed. So
0: no,
1: they weren't self-proclaimed. The Black College Sports Network claimed them as the <laughs> national champions.
4: And it, most people from the West will say that they self-proclaimed yeah. <laughs> So so that, let, let okay, let's 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 flatten the table. Let's say they were they're bringing together a strong team. They don't have Brian Stanley, but on paper, if you only at some of their recruits, some of the folks they've gotten on through the uh what I call the college turnstile, uh, they've bought in a plethora of receivers in DBs. Mm-hmm. So I think they come into the SWAC East, a very strong team. I, I don't think that... There, there's going to be a question at quarterback, even though Ryan Stanley is gone. Um, so I actually think that they're a top team. Alabama AM still has that top receiving core. I do agree that they have to spe- uh, stiffen up that defense a little bit. But let's look at it. Some of these teams won't be the same. So they have a good receiving core, but they're not the only kid on the block with that kind of gun. Jackson State's going to have a tough receiving core. Uh, even, even heck, UAPB over in the west is going to have a tough receiving core. So can they do the same thing offensively, but can they notch it up a little bit on the defensive side? Like you know, one of the things that people tend to forget with all of
0: the hype about the recruiting class that Coach Prime has brought in at Jackson State is in 2020, Shotgun had number one recruiting class in all of HBCU football, yeah. right? Doc, what's your thoughts on this, East, uh, on this East setup? I think
3: they had it about right. Um, I think it goes back to in terms of who had it on the field. They won a championship. It's a talented mm-hmm. team. Uh, FAMU, for whatever reason, made the choice not to play in the spring. And we'll see how that plays out. But until they show it on the field, in terms of the last people that have done it, I think Alabama is there. Uh, B.J. Jones uh, told you that it's not like they got any worse. They've gotten better. Now, FAMU probably would argue they've gotten better. But right now, I would have the edge at Alabama A&M versus FAMU because they did it on the field. Um, and I like the fact this is still, in a lot of ways, a quarterback lead. They have a quarterback that is not questioned. FAMU, to some degree, we're figuring out, much like I said earlier about Gramlin, who's going to be the quarterback. Now, can they get that right? Probably likely so. Uh, but right now, I would lean to the quarterback is, that is the predicted player of the year. Uh, is why I is
1: out everybody with Alabama A&M. All uh, right. You know, talking about quarterbacks, FAMU, along with Bethune and Jackson State, and I think Grambling, are the only schools that really come into this fall either with a new quarterback or a real big uncertainty about quarterback. I, I kind of just kind of charted everybody's quarterbacks. Every The other, what is that, eight? The other eight teams, they all have a returning quarterback, or at least in Alcorn State, you had somebody who was there in 2019 that's back. So, yeah, for FAMU, they've got to figure out the quarterback situation. I mean, I there's there's guys on the roster, young men You know, I don't want to make guesses on who it's going to be, but I know that's the big question in Tallahassee: who's going to be the quarterback? Once they resolve that, and we've got the right guys, Simmons, Coach Black, no, uh, you know, it. two good, two strong quarterbacks. And uh, you know, once that gets figured out, watch out for FAMU. I agree. The only thing is, they got to figure it out pretty fast. Oh yeah, real fast. <laughs> <thing>. But <laughs> but the good thing is, they're going up against a uh, a true freshman, the true. incoming freshman. You know, so it kind of is like, hey, at least there's That's that. Cool.
0: Well, I think one of the other things, guys, that you have to think about with that is that just like as as Mike Washington calls them, opt out. You, we didn't see Florida A and M in the spring. <laughs> We don't know what they've been doing on campus. That what called, that's what he, he called. That's what he called him.
2: I thought you really, really okay. Wow. He called that. You think I'm
4: just hard on you? No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um, so that's the thing. They they have been under the radar.
4: We have no idea what's going on on campus. We don't know what's happening in practice. But Can we say the same thing for Alabama? They, they've been dormant for a while. They're bringing back a lot of their starters, including the quarterback. Yet we're willing to give them that. Hold on, let, let me no, say no, something. That, but that's my point. That's my point, that they are there, and we're saying that
0: they're an unknown quantity, right. but we don't know what, with even with the changes that have been made, because everybody has gone through the, the portal. Hold on, here's
1: something we're missing. We're missing here. For Alcorn and FAMU, they actually didn't have an unusual spring. They actually had the same spring that they would have had any other year. You didn't play three and four, five, six, seven games. You had 20 some practices and a spring football game. True. That's what always happens but in the spring, right? But they also didn't have a fall. That means guys you, arrested. I don't know. I'm just – I it mean, could yeah. that they No arrested. one had a fall. No they,
3: one had a fall. But somebody no, had spring. But
4: Because they fall. But
3: that's the question. But I think the – Bigger thing, and I like to get BJ Jones' thoughts on this. Is I think what's going to be interesting in these divisional races is those intra-divisional games that you that some teams will play and other teams won't. I think that's going to be a bigger framework in terms of who finishes up in the division because you'll have some cases where you have some head-to-head matchups and they will be able to put themselves in good position in their division because of those wins. But the way it lines up as you play those teams outside of your division and everybody's not going to play them. That's going to be intriguing because in a lot of the ways, that's going to be a part of the fallout. What's your thoughts on that?
6: Hey, the biggest thing we you start looking at schedules we just talking about Alabama A&M, no Southern, no Alcorn. You talk about those cross-divisional games, they actually came out pretty good. So I'm looking at Alabama A&M. You can look at the month of October for them. Mm. They have Jackson State coming in for homecoming. Florida A&M coming into Huntsville, uh, Alabama. You have Alabama State uh, who they'll catch them uh,
2: Halloween weekend. Alabama A&M,
6: depending on – because they're looking at FAMU and Jackson State to knock each other off week one. They can be sitting very pretty, and by the end of October, they may have a real leg up in that Eastern Division race.
4: may hit their stride at the end. There's not going to be any what I call winless, I don't see windless winless teams either you know, in the East or the West. So you take like Jackson State, you know, a freshman quarterback for the most part, they're going to have to hit warm. They're bringing completely new pieces on the defense. It's going to take some time for them to get a stride. They're going to lose it, one or two key games, but maybe hit their stride. You look at Alphonse mm-hmm. State, it's the same thing. They, for the most part, they've had a relaxed year. It may take them one or two games to get the kinks out, as we always see in September. Mm-hmm. So the key is, can you win the right games, and can you beat mm-hmm. at the end of the season?
1: Mm-hmm. Good point.
4: All right, well, folks.
0: We are having a ball here, man. It is—it is, it is definitely good to be back in the space with our brothers, being able to talk about football, being knowing that we are going to see multiple games every set, and be uh, guaranteed that the Black College Sports Network will be bringing you some. But uh, these guys talked about it. You're going to see the sports wrap. You're going to see uh, the pregame show down in Miami Labor Day weekend some of us are going to actually be in Montgomery for the Red Tails Classic. Labor Day weekend also. ASU play Miles that weekend. Yes. Uh, the Red Tails Classic in Tuskegee versus Fort Valley State. We are going to be all over the country. I think we're going to get ready to go. I see the gentleman here. We're going to. Can
1: we? Coach can we do? Are we can do you the put preseason? You... Oh, we
0: didn't put our we didn't put our less... picks up. My bad. I'm sorry.
1: Well, yeah. no, if we want to save it, because if we've got somebody. No, we got a mainer, but put it up. Yeah, I yeah. want Maynard, but put it up. Yeah,
0: yeah.
5: Pull, pull
0: it up. Go ahead and pull it up. So let's, I got let's to look Maynard. I want Maynard. Yeah, we, we got. We got, <laughs> got <something laughs> so here, here here's, here's the predicted order of finish that our team put together again. So, again, as we look at it, there are some things that seem to be very plain and simple and, and a consensus
2: across the board.
6: Charles, um, Charles really stays, on script, on? stays on script.
1: Stays on script. I, I like that. Well, that, that yeah. you know, business yeah. business decision. You got to stay on script.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, that, that was one of the reasons I didn't. We, 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 we were not trying to have Charles in during this segment. So, we, we wanted to make sure everybody had an opportunity to say something. And so, you know, hey. One, thing, one on.
4: thing's consistent, uh, the
0: Valley pick. Yeah. yeah. Just like yeah, Texas definitely. Southern. Yep. Yeah, valley. Like Texas Southern. So We're talking Valley. <laughs> <laughs> so normally I don't vote and I don't do these things unless there's are ties and situations like that. But I am looking at this, and honestly, and I'm, I'm going to have to get Coach in here because I think a lot of people are sleeping on cooking. And that's hard for me to say as a rat. It, it really is. I really think people are, are, are looking at Cookman, and, and they're going to be there. Cookman is going to be there. Because, see, now, of course, both of us being in the swag, the Florida Classic now means everything.
4: Yes.
0: And, and that last game of the season now means everything. And we, we get, listen, give them their props or props to do. They've been taking us out to the woodshed, and a beating is a beating. I don't care how many points you lose. Thank, thank God she that, decade is, right. that decade, decade is gone. That decade is gone. So, we're going to get ready, but we wanted to make sure everybody saw that. We're going to get ready to head out of here. We know Dr. DeVille is going to be getting ready to come in to close out with their last part of their show, getting some things in before they get going. But again, folks, we want to thank you for tuning in, checking out. Stay tuned. We got more coming up.
4: Don't go nowhere. There's a little bit more that'll be rolling for you. And uh, we'll be back real soon.